Tiger Talk. Today is Wednesday, June 24th, 2020. I am your host, Evan DeVoe, Director of Communications and the host for uh, today's sit down with Mr. Jeff Phillips. Uh, he joins us from the Pickaway County Family YMCA. Jeff is a huge community partner when it comes to helping our families stay fit, uh, provide meals, childcare, kindergarten readiness, um, any and all things, a man of many, many talents. Jeff, welcome, thanks for being on. Thanks, Evan, glad to be here today. Um, so obviously, uh, as we've been talking uh, um, throughout uh, our, our podcast series to start with with the different guests we've had on, obviously, you know, COVID is, is very much still in the, the forefront. Um, if you're listening to this months down the road and just getting caught up on some of the things, um, you know, we're uh, here in the um, heading into the last week of June and just contingency planning, waiting on more announcements from uh, the governor's office and the Ohio Department of Health when it comes to um, how we're eventually going to reopen the schools, but um, we know well, and, and one of the reasons we, we definitely want to have you on to uh, um, to speak to our families is that uh, we know the Y is going to be a big partner with us with that. So um, at this point, uh, on, on June 24th, we don't have uh, some of those overall guidance yet on what transportation is going to look like, on what um, you know mask requirements are going to look like and everything else, but uh, just keeping an ongoing conversation with our families, uh, again, just a, another touch point to reach out and discuss some of the things that are going on, not only here, but uh, in the community. So, um, you know, Jeff, last week we, um, uh, if we can start talking about a little bit about the, uh, the Grab and Go Meal program, we just concluded ours, as you know. Um, we had close to 100,000 meals since the start of the, uh, the COVID-19 closure dating back to March. Um, March the 12th was the announcement that the governor first said we we're going to have that initial shutdown. So uh, we've completed our, um, our meal program for, for the summer, but um, you guys have been up and running right out back. So we want to make sure we provided some of that information to families um, looking to continue to receive some of that uh, assistance. So um, if you could just elaborate a little bit about um, the hours it's available, what families can expect when they, when they come to the Y and um, and uh, what's what's all entail with that? So I no, I appreciate it. Yeah, we started our uh, annual. We do a summer lunch program. We call it. It is going to be grab and go style this year because of uh, COVID nineteen. Uh, we started the daily uh, lunch program. It's Monday through Friday, from eleven thirty to one. And again, normally the last few years we've had people were able, were able to come into the Y and have lunch, and then we would do activities with the kids. Well, this time it's just a grab and go, but it is every day, Monday through Friday, uh, from 11.30 to 1, any family, any child uh, under 18 uh, can come and get a lunch, get a free meal, and it's a program we've been doing for many years and really has been completed through uh, uh, by the YMCA of Central Ohio, which were part of by grants from the Walmart Foundation and the Ohio Department of Agriculture. So. I like to say we're grabbing the baton from you guys. Absolutely, uh, you guys you did an incredible right. job uh, throughout the spring. So again, it's a way of getting meals, much needed meals in the hands of people that need it. So I've been uh, proud that the Y can continue to serve the community in this capacity. Yeah, we're again, we're very blessed to, to be in a position where we've got some uh, some really strong community partners um, and, and obviously the Y is, is, to, is at the top of that list. Um, and we really appreciate it. it is passing the baton uh, really too. We uh, yeah, we really appreciate being able to have a, yet another um, resource on top of um, pick us free produce days and um, what the emergency clearinghouse food pantry is doing as well too. Um, you know, for families that have been laid off or furloughed or what have you, I mean they're still climbing out of that. And you know, if we can help in some small way, and I know you're of that same mindset, and your team is is exactly that same mindset too. That. Um, you know, if, if it's a meal, if it's if it's anything ch uh, childcare, which we'll get into a little bit, um, we're here to help, and and it's it's just so reassuring knowing that we've got um, community partners that 
um, you know, we work hand in hand with as opposed to when you get into the Franklin counties and the Cuyahoga counties and it's, you're spaced out a little bit more, there's more layers of administration and paperwork to get through, but um, that's one of the small town joys of, of here in Circleville. Well, and that's something that um, I have said all along. So I'm in my seventh year as executive director at the Pickaway Y, but I've been a member there for 28 years. So I've been around this Y for a long time and the thing that, and I was on the board of our Y, uh, prior to taking, uh, the, say, getting it. My joke is you hang out long enough, they put you to work, and I guess I would fall into that classification. But the thing that I've always been impressed about, and I think the thing that even is talked about at our association level, are the partnerships in Pickaway County and how people will work together, they're willing to work together, they put their egos on the, on the shelf, and they say, okay, how do we, how do we make life better for our residents, for uh, people here? And uh, it just, it's, it's such a joy to be able to do and provide these services to the community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and again, that's, uh, if, if you could just recap the, the hours one more time for listeners. Sure. So our grab-and-go lunches are Monday through Friday from 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. You just pull up to the front doors and uh, our crack child care team or any of us that are handy. Um, I do want to give a shout-out to our regional child care director, Dolly Crespo. Absolutely and Area Child Care Director Lauren Vinkovich, who they've done an amazing job throughout this entire uh, pandemic so far. So, but yeah, 11.30 to one every day, Monday through Friday, uh, there's, there's lunches for kids to get. Any of our uh, White Club uh, families that, uh, that attend here in Circleville know Dolly and Lauren well and, and, uh, and really appreciate working with, with them and in their programs as well. Um, Jeff, how long um, do you foresee the, the meal offering being offered through through July and through August? Or yeah, just... we'll probably go till early August. Okay. Depends, um, you know, depends on when schools go back and Absolutely. when Circleville goes back on August tenth, something like that. Or yeah, don't hold me to that. But I think we're planning based on because we do uh, do programs with the other school districts. But so I know we're going to run it. I think the last I heard is probably through August tenth. Tremendous. Um, so you, you mentioned the reopening thing. Um, obviously, uh, we've been getting a lot of questions, and we want to make sure we're keeping families while we don't have a lot of updates because, again, we're waiting on the, um, the, the governor's office, the Ohio Department of Education, Ohio Department of Health to uh, you know, relay to us what they um, have alluded to that they're going to dictate to us in terms of mask wear and things like that. You're, you're very much in the same boat. Um, you know, we've, we've welcomed back in recent weeks our... Um, our uh, student athletes for some control practices with staff wearing masks and and spread out uh, proportionately and, and following the social distance guidelines. Uh, you're reopening for the first time in quite a while. It's coming up on Monday, right? Can you just kind of loosely, I know you're kind of in the same boat as we are, but at least just kind of talk a little bit about what that's going to entail for you guys, what stages are opening, and then uh, what your hours are going to be. Well, yeah, we are we are reopening this Monday, June 29th, and uh, we're we're glad to finally get reopened and see people. We've missed having people at the branch, but uh, we closed in late March because of COVID-19, and the world, our world, the Y world is going to look very different. We, our branch, was in what they're calling the second tier of branches, opening for the YMCA of Central Ohio. We had six branches in Columbus Market open on June 8th. And so we're part of the second phase, and it is going to look different. It's going to look different from the layout. So if people are familiar with our upstairs fitness facility, uh, the machines and everything is spread out where uh, we had our normally, we would do group exercise classes. All the Cybex machines are on that area. So to get 
Basically, health and safety is our number one concern in doing this. So we want to make sure to get the social distancing. We want to make sure that we have the, the, the uh, policies in place to keep things clean and tidy. But it, it will be a phased in. So when we reopen, it will be only our upstairs fitness facility and our free weight room, which is down on the first floor. Um, the gym will not reopen and the pool will not, will not reopen right away. We're still trying to figure out how we can re reopen those. But again, health and safety has to be our number Absolutely. one uh, concern. Uh, the staff will be all wearing uh, masks. Um, our guests to work out, they won't have to wear masks. But even our hours are going to look very, very different. And uh, we do, I encourage people to uh, keep in touch with our website, ymcacolumbus.org. And uh, that way there's a lot of information on the reopening. Our members, uh, there's a form and a, 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 that they have to fill out to come back into the Y, that they're understanding that the, the questions, that they haven't been sick, they haven't had any symptoms and things like that. But our hours are going to look, so uh, this will be for July and August. Uh, Monday through Thursday will be open from 7 to noon, 7 a.m. to noon. And then we will close from noon to 4. And during that period, we will do a deep cleaning of the entire branch. We will then, again, Monday through Thursday, we'll open back up at 4 and be open till 7. Uh, our hours on Friday will be from 7 a.m. to noon only. And then on Saturday, we'll be open from 8 to noon. So again, these are the hours that we'll have for uh, July and August. And as we move into the fall, we're hoping as things settle down, we get a better idea of how things are looking. Are we able to keep everybody health and, healthy and safe? That is going to be always our number one concern with what we bring back, what more we can bring back. Can we bring back uh, programming? When can we bring back our group exercise classes? Right now we're looking at that. Possibly can we do that oh, maybe sometime in August, September. Again, we're trying to get an idea of how we can do that safely, and that's always going to be our number one concern. But I do uh, encourage folks to, to go to that website uh, ymcacolumbus.org because there's going to be a lot of information, a lot of updates. Also to keep track of our social media, Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram. Uh, we're pretty active on there. I know we, we work in partnership with all of our partners, including the schools, sharing information about everything that we're up to. Absolutely. Um, and, and kudos to you for, again, um, and working with your team and and really, uh, uh, it sounds like you guys really have a um, strategic approach about how to how to functionally reopen and how to um, assure safety protocols are uh, followed based on the information we have now. Um, and then, you know, the, the cutting out too of that time to really do the deep cleaning of the um, uh, of the materials and, and common use um, uh, fixtures, uh, water fountains, and door handles, and all those types of things. That's what's that's what's uh, been on, on our discussion plate as we're talking about reopening ourselves too, but. Um, you mentioned phase two for the Y. I mean, honestly, it's uh, it's kind of uh, a spot for um, for your building and your facility that you're kind of phase two for the county here. Is we're we're starting to reopen a little bit. Um, we're filming this during uh, uh, the first um, and kind of rare that we um, Pickaway County is offering the the fair right now. Um, so uh, neighboring counties have have made the decision in a lot of cases to close down. So that that was kind of the first wave on some of a uh, somewhat of a public opening of of things and. And now uh, with the Y coming uh, next Monday, the 29th, um, you guys are really phase two of that. Yeah, we're 
again, it's been uh, the YMC of Central Ohio was, has been very strategic, very deliberative because of, again, the impacts alone. I mean, we had a lot of folks that unfortunately were laid off because of this. And, and you know, my heart just aches for all of those folks because we had a lot, we have a lot of great people and a lot of great people that won't be back. And, um, but it is what it is. I mean, we're all, I, I hate the term our new normal, yeah. but um, it really is the, it is the way we've got to operate at this point in time until we know that, you know, this pandemic, can we get through this and can we get it through safely? Absolutely. Uh, Jeff, um, on the topic of, of childcare, um, you know, you guys have been open in, in that kind of capacity. So um, dating back to, was it was it late March or early April when you It guys, was early April early that April. we were able to, and again, it was another uh, area of, of service that I was so pleased that we were able to serve our community. We were able to do pandemic childcare, and uh, we did that through April and May. And again, we were able to serve those uh, healthcare worker, workers, those uh, first responders, those essential staff, and we were able to serve them so that they had a health care option or a child care option that would uh, enable them to do the jobs that they needed to do. And then June 1st, we moved into what we call either our enrichment camp or our Y Club, which again is, is open uh, to two students, two families, and that currently has been going. And we're currently serving uh, 30 children at this point, but there is uh, spaces are available, so we are serving, and it's something that we love to be able to do to serve this community, even though the YMCA had been, has been closed. Yeah, I mean, hat, hats off to you guys. It, it, you know, when we were all thrown into this back in, in March and April, too, um, you know, our, our thoughts here at the schools came to be, you know, what, what can we do to add that next layer for our, our families? Um, and for us, it was food. Um, for your organization, I mean, just, just uh, an, an amazing quick turnaround to be able to offer such great programming for our um, our first responders for our essential workers so that they can continue to, um, you know, keep the keep the shelves of the grocery store stocked for families um, and, and the toilet paper aisle. Um, and in addition to, um, you know, obviously all the, all the health care needs, law enforcement needs, fire needs, um, and what have you all the way down. Just, uh, um, again, my hat, hats off to you guys for, for putting that together really quick. Um, are, are you guys, so that, that next layer of, um, of programming for you guys um, heading into the summer, are you guys currently taking uh, enrollment still into that program? We are. Um, the ratios, they did re, um, loosen the ratios a little bit. It has changed a lot. I mean, during pandemic childcare, it was one teacher per six students. And again, they had the protocols into how you clean, how do you keep the kids uh, socially distanced. Um, for the summer, it did move to a nine to one ratio. And we're still waiting on word as we move into the fall, will they loosen that up a little bit? Um, but yes, we are uh, taking enrollments. And uh, one of the things, if there are families that are interested, I would encourage them to um, send emails to pickawayregistrar at ymcacolumbus.org. It's pickawayregistrar at ymcacolumbus.org, and our child care team will respond and be able to help families that, are, that may be interested in looking for options because, unfortunately, throughout this pandemic, uh, we have seen child care centers uh, go out of business, and that's yeah. it's sad because it so there's a lot of needs, and that's a big need in the community. Well, even even before 
COVID, um, you know, we know we know well um, from the school side of things and from the Y side of things too that that is an inherent need from for working families, and th- they already struggle with that. And then add in, um, you know, the the pandemic and where we're at now, and like you said, with many forced to unfortunately close their doors permanently, it's it's uh, definitely a, an imperative now more than it ever has. So. Um, great information there. Again, we encourage uh, you know our, our families that if, if that's if that's a concern of yours, if that's a need of yours, please uh, please give Jeff and his team a call. They'll walk you through kind of what the what the layout looks like, what their safety for call, uh, protocols are like. Um, and again, they're just a, a great partner and resource for families. We're we're blessed to, uh, blessed to have real close to us, right out back of our campus here, to be able to refer families to for for that. Um, and you know, we've seen some of the evolving needs of childcare too. There's been a lot of families that um, you know were originally uh, their work arrangement was work from home. Um, and as some of those groups are starting to get phased back in now, they, they're, maybe they didn't need childcare a month and a half ago, but now they're, they're kind of scrambling. So yeah, we really encourage families to, uh, to, to reach out to Jeff. And you know, if you have any questions or, or concerns, you know, they, they also respond to um, direct messages on their social media, um, at PickawayY, I think is your handles for Facebook, Twitter, and, and Instagram as well. And um, they'll be happy to walk you through that. So And if folks just like the old fashioned way, you can call us at 740-477-1661. Absolutely. Um, kind of the, the n- next need, but also along those, those same lines with, uh, with childcare, um, Preschool is going to look a little different. We're, we're, we, you've been a great partner for us with um, um, having another preschool as, as a resource, and we do a lot of co-planning and a lot of collaboration between um, how it looks like other preschools uh, in town too, with with Head Start and, and Trinity. Um, preschools have some different um, uh, regulations on them right now. Um, if you could just kind of give us kind of the current update of what uh, the governor's office and ODJFS have have said, um, you know, in terms of uh, what what preschool might look like for the fall? Well, the biggest thing right now is I think we're all really waiting to see, to get more information on what ratios will come down. What what truly will our classrooms look like? Um, I know you're aware we are, you know, talking with the district and saying, can we get creative in a new way of providing these services to our community? in a way that, that in my mind, even even strengthens the partnership we already have. And we are still working through and talking about those details. A lot of this just sort of started because we're all like realizing, okay, things are gonna look different. I mean, things are looking different, not only for the parents of, you know, the, of your, your stakeholders, but also for your, the staff of the, of the district. Absolutely. And, and what kind of services do they have? So. I would encourage people to keep track, stay in tune with both our social media, the district social media, district websites, because as we work through trying to reach some kind of decision on what we can do together, um, I'm excited about the opportunity of taking our relationship maybe at at a deeper level and doing more with the district to, again, the more we can do to serve our community, to me that brings value, it brings value to the why. And again, that's what the why is all about. I've, my, one of my lines uh, for the time I've been doing this is that we should be the community center. And that's something I'm working towards to say, can we re-envision what the why can do for this community? Because our community is growing. Our community has needs. It's vital. It's vibrant. Things are happening. And I want to make sure that the YMCA, and particularly the YMCA, Pickaway County Family YMCA, is held here and strong to continue serving the community. We've been serving the community now for 53 years, 
So my vision is how do we continue to do that for another 53 years and beyond? I mean, we're part of an organization that was founded 170 years ago. So it's one of the oldest organizations in the world. So uh, the YMCA, again, I hope people know that what our goal and our mission is, is to conserve our community and how can we do that? And we're always looking for new ways and new partners to do that. And in this community, it's not hard because there are so many strong partnerships. Absolutely. And, and well put. Um, you know, I think throughout throughout COVID, you said, again, it's it's very much a, a fluid situation as, again, we're here on, on June 24th awaiting further guidance for the eventual um, opening up of schools in that that second week here um, of August coming up. So we're, we're coming up pretty quick and we're, we're antsy just as much as the, the parents are to start relaying information. But it is really contingency planning. It is really collaborating with different groups and, and trying to figure out how we can adjust things. Um, as awful as COVID's been, to your your credit, as you, as you said um, earlier, you know now's kind of the opportunity and the platform to hit the reset button a little bit in terms of, you know, we it's so easy to get caught up in in back to school things and um, you know when it seems like we get started and we're on a roll with school and, and at the Y then it's it's pumpkin show break then three weeks Thanksgiving break then another three or four weeks and it's Christmas break that. Uh, you know, year to year, we really don't have um, the focal point and kind of the um, the perspective to really re-examine some of our partnerships across the board. And as you put it, um, you know, it's now's kind of the time to to really do that now more than ever. I, I think you know, in a time of crisis, um, I think there's three options: either you can crumble, you can maintain, or you can thrive. In my mind, in the way that I get, I know I'm wired, and our team is wired, and I know the YMC of Central Ohio is wired. We choose to thrive. We, we choose to look at this thing, look at it in the face and say, you know what? We're going to get through this. We're going to get through it successfully. Yeah, we're going to be different. We're going to have to change some rules and things are going to look different for a short term. But if we stay on task, if we stay true to the mission, we'll continue to serve and we will thrive. And that's the, the whole goal. Absolutely. Um, in, in terms of, of thriving and again reopening you guys are kind of informally as I guess I've labeled it with with phase two being of the the larger county institutions to to reconvene coming out of um, uh, a, a hard-scale quarantine here um, you guys do have some other opportunities for some summer programming coming up um, what what's on the uh, docket moving forward and some of these we touched base on a little bit um, but uh, again what's Maybe loosely, I'm not going to put you to um, specifics on you know the pool and gym. But how do you how do you see as things evolve? You know those what would need to be in place for those to reopen in, in, so, in your timeline? Yeah, and again, I'm I'm constantly evaluating, um, <laughs> doing uh, the pro forma work I need to do to make sure that we can bring things back. But um, you know, basically, we are looking. You know, okay, the first phase will be the fitness phase, be the fitness center upstairs, our free weight room. After that, looking at, you know, how do we bring back group exercise? Within the group exercise vein, the thing that I also look at, and a lot of people know, we operate a very successful creative arts center. Well, that, that's also been closed. That's been at, um, that's at Memorial Hall, and that program alone is anywhere upwards of 130 to 150 kids every single year with our dance, theater, and art programming. So my eye is how do we get that open as quickly as we can you know, I hear from parents, I hear from former staff what's going on with that. And the other program that a lot of folks are familiar with as well is gymnastics. We have not only uh, very, very active gymnastics class programming, but we also have a competitive gymnastics team because without us providing it, families would have to go to Columbus for that. So 
I'm looking at all these things, so how can we bring them back? I wish, again, if you're asking at my heart, I wish we could just open Absolutely. the doors and let things happen. But I also know we have to be smart. We have to be very deliberate in what we're doing. And I know, so, you know there's some folks don't want to hear that. But you know what? I've got to do it that way. We've got to do it that way because, again, we have to make sure health and safety is maintained. But I'm looking at all that. I'm looking at how can we get these things back and running and how can we get back to what we looked at. And it includes our swimming pool. You know, how do we get our pool open? So a good example, the branches, our branches that did open uh, June 8th, they are opening their pools on July 1st. So we're going to basically, we're learning from what they've learned going through this for the last three weeks that they've been open and saying, what can we do? What do we need to do? But even the pool, a lot of things are going to look different. Uh, we're developing, we have a new, it's called Group X Pro. It's going to be an app that you use to reserve your time. So say you want to do a body pump class or uh, you know any kind of body combat class or yoga class. You will have to use the app to sign up and reserve your space. Again, because classes will have to be limited in size. Uh, more than likely, we will be doing Group X in our gym just to make sure we can maintain the social distancing. So using the app to sign up for class, using the app to sign up for pool time, getting a lane. Again, some things are going to look very, very different, but again, it's going to be something where, you know, we've already been working with the app and playing in it. It's very easy. It's very intuitive. Um, but these are going to be things that, because we're not going to have a lot of paper, like even when people arrive on Monday, they will have a scan-in thing, a QA a a quote, QA quote, that they have to scan and they fill out a little thing that they understand the different forms that we need to have because there won't be a lot of paper. We just got to be very careful that way. Absolutely. I imagine that that code will be available on, on your website and social channels too. That Yeah, it'll be on the social channels. It'll be available. We have signage. At, we'll have signage at the building that they can sit and just put on their camera and shoot it. And what will happen will go directly to the website where they read through. We're trying to encourage people to go to, again, ymcacolumbus.org. It's one of the first things that hits you when you go there to take a look at the new forms and liability releases you have to sign in order to be part of it. And then everybody that shows up, they will have their temperature checked. They'll get the five questions on, you know, to have entry that they haven't been sick. They haven't been, you know, unwell in any way. And again, we just got to be careful. Absolutely. Um, and, and I'm sure you you guys too, uh, before they get to the, the QR code as well, you know, just... Um, being cognizant of, of uh, you know, what the different symptoms are, what to look for. Um, I, I know the YMCA has got a list of resources. Um, as, as you walked in here today, you saw we're, we're starting to get some signage up here on kind of doing some self-checks. But, um, you know, I think that the commonalities that come out of this um, are, you know, just encouraging that new mindset of, of doing temperature checks at home and, and um, kind of self, self-checking for symptoms. That's what's going to be uh, the key to making sure that um, you know programming and education programming across the board can stay open and can, as you put it, thrive. Absolutely. Well, it's going to take all of us working together to stay healthy, and that's and that's the biggest key. And then part of staying healthy, the why believes is is fitness, fitness, wellness, and then also, you know, the other aspect of the why that I think is so vital is a sense of community. Um, again, one of the things that we won't be able to have, and and I know it's going to be, you know, it bothers me is that. Normally, we have what I call the coffee clubs that, that hang out in our lobby in the mornings. Well, those tables and chairs, they won't be there, not, not for the short term. 
But, you know, again, you know, can you, can people come to the Y and maybe they do something outside together or whatever? I mean, we're right next to the Roundtown Trail. Absolutely. What an amenity to have. Yes. Um, so, I mean, it's just a new way of finding community. But, again, the Y wants to be part of that. Jeff, I'd be remiss not to bring up football. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't don't know, Jeff has got a, um, uh, a, a deep connection with coaching football in, in not only Pickaway County, but – Franklin County and, and a few other places um, and comes from a, a long line of Phillips involved with football, one of which um, might have recently been named uh, as a head coach somewhere. Where was that? Uh, well, uh, again, I, uh, I, I half joke, I've got uh, three brothers and three of the four of us are all football coaches and have been. Um, and I always joke brothers from Youngstown that coach football, not much of a cliche, but uh, very, I've been very blessed to uh, actually. This will be, Evan. We were talking. This will be my third year not coaching. It's it's a, killing me a bit, but coached for 17 years and and did coach for many many years with my brother Tom, both at Bexley and then then at Pickerington North. And then I had an opportunity in 2017 after my brother left Pickerington North to come and coach in Circleville. It was so much fun. Um, but my youngest brother Doug, uh, talk about challenges. He was named. Uh, he, he's been at the college level for 15 years, and he was named the head coach at Youngstown State University, which is taking him home uh, to our hometown. And it actually reunites, reunites him with uh, Jim Tressel, who Doug coached with at Youngstown State in the early 90s. Doug was a GA uh, coach for him, and then Doug coached with him at Ohio State for uh, two seasons before starting what you know, the vagabond lifestyle of a college coach. Uh, prior to being named the head coach at Youngstown State, he spent three seasons at the University of Cincinnati with Luke Fickle. So, yeah, he's, he's quite excited, but, again, he's faced the same challenges that we all are, you know, trying to build a program and what attitudes and uh, approaches do you have to make sure that you're building a football program, and he's trying to stay positive as well. Jeff, from your like like you said, you've been you've been out of it. And I know it's 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 bothering you. You've got that issue. You need to scratch for for coaching. Um, and I I know our our guys uh, our, our guys miss you over here um, at, at Circleville. But um, you know, putting your coaching hat back on, um, you know, for a second, you know, speaking to just you know some of the values and some of the um, you know some of those speeches you you've got deep in in the memory bank, and I know well that are they're running through your veins. Um, in terms of uh, responding to adversity. Um, I think if there's, if there's one thing that's obviously a lot of people can relate to, that it, whether it's been employment, whether it's been school, um, what have you, um, has been you know, a response to uh, adversity. So um, again, we've got our kids back on campus. Um, you know, if, you're, if you're a student athlete um, you know, here at Circleville or Taze Valley, Westfall, Logan Elm, um, you know, somewhere around uh, Pickaway County, um, Jeff, I mean, just, I don't mean to put you on the spot, you know, what, what would be your message to them, you know, folks that, you know, maybe are, are multi-sport athletes um, who might have lost that, that spring season of, of baseball if they're doing dual sports and things of that nature, um, you know, it's, it's very tra- challenging times for our, our kids right now, and they're, they're coming to terms with a lot of the new expectations, but um, if you could maybe just, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, what, what would you say if you were, you were back in the huddle to these kids right now as they return to campus? Well, one of the things I've always, I always said about the game of football was it is such a microcosm of life. How do you, how do you handle sudden change? How do you handle adversity? Because in the game of football, um, you're going to face it. It's going to happen. You could have the best planning in the world. 
You can have the best game plan going into a game, and then all of a sudden you have an opponent comes out and they punch you right in the mouth, and it's like, well, how do you respond? And I go back to, you know, again, how do you respond to sudden change? In many, many ways, this COVID on a larger scale was a sudden change that we all had to face. And how do we as individuals respond to that? And one of the things, one of the lines I had met for through the years of coaching uh, one sport was, you know, I always said, I hope that these young men learn more than the game of football. And for those that know me, my I'm a defensive guy. I coach defensive front. I coach uh, linebackers in my years. I love front seven defense football. But, you know, what is it? How are you going to respond to these things? How are you going to handle yourself? And so every athlete, if they have the right coaching, they have somebody that, one, cares about them, but also has prepared them to respond, to look at it and say, okay, again, the three things I talked about, are you going to crumble, are you going to maintain, or are you going to thrive? Um, we hoped, you know, through the years of the teams that I coach, will you thrive? And um, I guess that's a basic message. So for the kids, I mean, I feel for them because they're losing. You know, hopefully they were able to, and I know a lot of the programs had online training. They had things that, that uh, the athletes could do themselves to try to stay in shape because ultimately it's your intrinsic motivation as an athlete that's going to set you up to contribute to the team. No team is, is better than one individual. One individual is never a team. So, but what are you going to do as an individual? And I would transfer this over to our society. What are you going to do as an individual to get through this, to face it? And how do you handle the sudden change that we have all have had? So again, you can crumble, you can, or you can maintain, you can crumble, maintain, or thrive. So again, it's about those choices that, that we make. Um, so again, hopefully these students and these student athletes, it, it, I can't imagine what they've been dealing with. I mean, what a year. I mean, but, and, and also this class of 2020. I mean, talk about individuals who are ready for sudden change. And I, I was telling my wife, I said, you're gonna see great things come out of this generation because they are so prepared for the sudden change that came into their lives, that changed everything. If I'm a hiring manager and I'm looking at somebody's resume and it, it says class of 2020, I think that for most, that's gonna have a different perspective now. Um, you know, not just not just high school graduate, but you know, college graduates and stuff too that have had to deal with with such adversity and, and flexibility with with all that's been thrown their way in terms of change. I think you know, from that perspective, that's that's going to have meaning now. I think as a society. Well, as somebody that hires, I mean, I would see that, and I would ask that individual. So it's Evan. So Evan, what did you learn about yourself through all of this? Absolutely. What did you, What did you do? What decisions did you make to again, either crumble, maintain, or thrive? So, you know, what did you do? How did you handle it? And the answers to that, I think, are going to be very telling, again, about a medal of this individual and how they, they came through it. So, Jeff, I love that you focused on um, the, the idea of what, what our response is. As a, uh, as a district in the last year, um, you know, our, our followers in Tiger Nation might have, uh, might have gleaned. Um, we've done a, a big culture shift with um, the uh, consulting group Focus 3 in terms of um, the E plus R equals O equation. It's been on our signboard. It's been in a lot of different publications. Um, but it is, it is something we've tried to instill in our, our staff and instill in our kids that um, the E being event, the R being response, and then O being the outcome you desire. Um, obviously, the events that, that we're faced with that come across your desk daily, that come across my desk daily, that happen to us, 
um, you know, in the line at a restaurant or in the car. We can't control all those things. And obviously, there's much more serious things as a society in terms of health of loved ones and ourselves and everything else. But we can control how we respond to them. Um, and I, I love your your three points there on you know how to exactly go about and, and tackle that. You can you can do it kind of um, you know, with a, a submissive voice, or you can be an active agent of change within that to either kind of re-examine some things, look at some um, look at some relationships and partnerships in a, in a new perspective, but ultimately to collaborate and, and come together in a um, organized response that um, that has action that that speaks to. Um, who you are and, and, and who you define yourself as to ultimately get the, uh, accomplish what it is you want to accomplish. Well, the thing to understand, we're all in this together. We're all facing it in some different way, and, but we're all facing the same thing. So um, how can we come together? How can we come together as a society? How can we find, to me, it all comes down to our basic humanity. How do we respond as basic human beings to what we're dealing with? And how do we find more cooperation, more kindness, uh, more of an attitude of working together? Again, it goes down to those basic concepts of team that you know can seem very trite when you're on a on a football field or something like that. But essentially, those are life lessons that you know. Again, my my former high school football coach, I got a, a Facebook notice that he he turned 75, and I sent him a note. And you know, it, my first thing is, "Hey, coach, thinking about you." I mean, he's still my coach. I mean, here's somebody who I've known now, you know, I knew, yeah, I knew him in high school, he was my coach, but I've known so much longer. But those individuals, they, they, they have a, a purpose in your life. And the thing is, what lesson will you learn from them? One of the, uh, so I've got a couple of things that I go by is, you know, everybody that comes into your life comes into your life to teach you something. It's how you embrace what they're going to teach you. And sometimes a lesson is a positive lesson. Sometimes it may not be the most positive lesson. But everybody that comes into your life will teach you something, and it's those relationships that are going to make you stronger as an individual. How are you going to embrace that? Relationships, uh, collaboration, and community uh, community assistance, community involvement, community engagement. Uh, that's what we have in, in Jeff Phillips and the Y. Uh, he is Jeff Phillips. Jeff, we thank you for your time. Uh, for listeners, be sure to follow him in the Pickaway County Family YMCA on, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Pickaway Y. Stay connected to um, the Columbus YMCA's website as well for all things updates is, is our local uh, Pickaway County YMCA uh, is slated to open next week. And again, uh, feel free if you have questions on, on child care needs or anything at this time, give, uh, give Jeff a call um, over there at the Y and they'll be happy to walk you through those comments and concerns, uh, anything. Um, and then additionally to take advantage of their, uh, their uh, uh, food program here is, um, as they are doing that daily at the YMCA as we've concluded here's here at Circleville. So Jeff, we thank you again. So, and for our listeners, tune in, uh, tune in next week for the next episode of Tiger Talk. Stay safe. Go Tigers.